One Piece. Watching the One Piece. We are. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Are watching over a thousand episodes of One Piece. That's right. Last time we talked about episode one thousand. Now on episode a thousand and one. That's that's so many episodes. That's a lot of episodes. The roof piece. <laughs> <laughs> The roof piece is real! What's up, everybody? We got the roof piece. And I also got more One Piece soda. <laughs> I don't like the Zoro one as much as I remember. I finally found the Nami one. Later in the episode, I'll taste the Nami one. What flavor? Because it's, Is it orange? It's not orange. It's a mango. They fucked up. But anyways, hi. We are finally getting to the roof. And you're right. We are past a thousand episodes of One Piece. How do you feel? Do you feel like you've accomplished something? I sure do. I, I no, I feel like that once we're uh, there, 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 there. Once, once there's just new, new episodes to watch, not a, a backlog of them. Yeah. Well, that'll be soon. We are, dare I say, busting our asses this summer <laughs> to uh, to get there. We had a schedule up on Patreon that I know someone also reposted in the public Discord uh, for someone <laughs> to see. I've changed it since then <laughs> and put it in the Patreon chat. Because it's become very likely that the big thing we're trying to catch up for happens in the end of <laughs> July. The math makes sense from where the anime is right now. It's One Piece Day. They released a One Piece Day teaser that very obviously seems to reference the thing that is happening. So I was like, fuck it. Is it remotely reasonable to just watch like <laughs> 16, 17 episodes per recording? And the answer is... <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> it's just on the right side of the unreasonable line that we're going to do it. If we're really lucky, they'll use the same cliffhanger spot that the comics did, and we'll get to end our last long episode like this at a really good spot, and I'll get, you know, the best jewelry theorizing imaginable. <laughs> that's the goal. That's the hope. You know, inshallah, we'll see. For now, we're covering one to... Or a thousand and one. I should just drop a thousand from now on. Um, a thousand and one to a thousand fifteen. Roof piece chapter a thousand. A lot to talk about in this episode. It's very exciting. Maybe the best episode of the show <laughs> so far, <laughs> at least. But then by the end of June, we'll be ten thirty-five. Another thirty-five in July. So I think I I would assume this is the fastest pace we've been on, excluding Alabasta, which doesn't count. Because those episodes are probably just unlistenable for how much we, because we cut all of Alabasta into two recordings, like idiots. That's true, yeah. <laughs> we gotta, gotta remaster those episodes. Yeah, no, I'm not going back there. <laughs> we also, also, we did remaster the Alabasta episodes. It's called Dress Rosa. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyways, we're here to talk about, I think, a pretty great section of Wano. Wano is, you know, it's, it's, it. it we are going to be watching fighting for another 70 or so episodes, but I really don't mind the pace of it. Things interconnect and affect each other in a way that I really like. You see a little bit of that in this episode as people start to be segmented off into different places and different fights. There's a lot of times we check on like the samurai on the roof and like nothing really new happens <laughs> or is brought to the table, but I never find it repetitive to watch especially on a week-to-week -week basis maybe a little bit when we're you know shotgunning 12 episodes yeah and we don't have a lot to maybe add to the podcast but it, even then i'm just like the the scenes never feel repetitive they never feel like they're just showing you something you already saw for the most part 
maybe it shows you something you saw before just to remind you and then it picks it shows you more of it but still i don't know i hope that you're enjoying it so far yeah everything looks they they got great art every time it's gr- go doing way more than they need to for <laughs> someone like punching a random guy we'll probably never see again yeah there's a lot of stuff like that in these episodes 10 15 is just kind of uh a big showcase anyway which we'll get to at the end because that's how linear time works but a, a lot of little flourishes like that that are great I'll, there's a lot of you know, i think we've talked about this a hundred times just like directors or animators being given like this tiny sequence and they just kind of go nuts and then later they're given like bigger sequences or episodes and you're gonna get you're gonna get to see different animators and directors have like their careers level up across like almost two real years in the next two months of us doing this podcast if i had more time i would seek out the names of the people that are doing this and maybe maybe highlight who's doing what there's a lot of this stuff on Twitter that I know I've retweeted across the past, you know, years. It's been coming out, but I just don't have time. It's bad enough I have to watch 70 episodes of One Piece that I've already seen <laughs> on top of uh, everything else I do or I'm doing right now. But if you have any of that information, please share it in the Discord. And then if you ping me with it, I can repeat it on the next episode. But um, I just am aware that that happens a ton and in, in, in this stretch. There are sections, especially in 1015, that I think are just genuinely more or like are like better put together at a higher standard than I think most of the One Piece movies get to. Yeah, I, I really hope some of these people are plucked for whatever the next movie is. And I like Red, <laughs> not as much as you, but I like Red. But I'm like, I want to see like whoever put together 1015 do whatever they want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we should probably just get into it in a little bit. I'll open up my, my Nami can as well and give you the mango flavor <laughs> taste test. One of my four drinks I have on my desk uh, because I'm trans and autistic. Happy Pride Month. The, the drink zone. We're here. None of them are soda. That's Jory's desk. Do you have any soda? Do you have a can check? I, I don't. I, I'm actually pretty good about cleaning up my stuff. And I, I usually only have a soda pop when I have food because otherwise I'll go through like a... 12 back in two days. I love that self-control. I love that restraint. Go off, King. I usually am pretty good, too. I'm usually picking up after my partner, but I always have water at my desk. I'm finishing a liquid death that I have from earlier. Oh, hell yeah. And then I brought the two one-piece sodas in. (laughs) So that's the... I I have an excuse. They should sponsor us. I used to say that uh, the number one sponsor I wanted for podcast was Soylent. (laughs) And that's probably still true. But it, maybe number two is Liquid Death. I feel like we gotta have a like a, a metal podcast or something for that to happen. I don't know. I could just I should just send them an email with just a picture of Katakuri, and I think <laughs> maybe it's like we talk about this guy sometimes. So and they would think? send us a case. <laughs> if you're listening, Severed Lime is is my preference flavor. A thousand and one. Nice long recap in case you forgot how sick episode a thousand was. And then it's like, hey, do you remember X-Drake? Oh, shit. I genuinely don't know the last time we saw X-Drake before this. Probably not that long. It's just that we are recording a week later than we were supposed to. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, it's X-Drake. I remember him. He's in this quite a bit. He has some significant sort of plot moments. Although I do wonder, I guess uh, maybe I, we can circle back to this when we talk more about what he does. But 
Did you expect more of him? Did you think it would be more significant, less significant? Um, X-Drake's a weird character. Once I saw the stuff with him like reporting back to the Marines, I was like, oh, that makes this a lot more complicated. Um, especially because the Marines are like, we can't go to Wano, we're busy. <laughs> we got to take care of pirates. We actively refuse. I understand that Luffy's there, but the whole world's also going to shit. <laughs> yeah. We got rid of the warlords. <laughs> it's interesting, it kind of immediately puts like a countdown timer. I'm like, when is that going to blow up an X-Drake's face? And in what way? Is anyone going to like him afterwards? <laughs> and the answer is, well, Luffy likes just about anybody. So we'll see a bit of him. I wonder when Oda introduced Dinosaur Man, X-Drake, Sabaody. He had already come up with Kaido by then. That's a good question. Did yeah. he know that Kaido was going to have all these dinosaurs and that X-Drake had to be included <laughs> in the Toby Ropo? Because <laughs> that's like the whole Toby Ropo deal, is they're all dinosaurs. I guess, well, I don't know, Blackbeard is not. Who's who is like a, like a, like a, he's like a prehistoric cat. Mm-hmm. Maybe Black Mirror is like a prehistoric giant spider. That yes, I think so. Is that? I, I was making a joke. Is that real? Is that true? I I I, I think so. When I like looked up the because when the name popped up of like her fruit, I was like, huh. And I looked it up, and I think it was like an old spider. I think it's category fraud, but it's fine. <laughs> I like her and what she does in the arc. Extrake is reminiscing about when Kobe nerded out about Luffy. He has this effect on the vibe, and X-Drake's like, yeah, Luffy really has an effect on the vibe. Like, I just watched episode 1000, and everything's different now. <laughs> uh, he's in the room with Hawkins. Hawkins is doing his little fortune telling and being like, someone has a 1% chance to survive. And X-Drake's like, who? And Hawkins is like, oh, don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> Spoiler, it's X-Drake. I was be like, it's you. Uh <laughs> like, get back to me in five minutes. Outside, Queen's like... What happened at Udon? That Luffy's here and he got a bunch of people. Unrelated to the uh, to the chance of survival, X-Drake is like, things are so crazy right now, Hawkins. Wouldn't it be so funny if we just like betrayed Kaido real quick and tried to overthrow him? <laughs> and Hawkins is like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> no, come on. This would be like the perfect opportunity to do that, dude. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> King calls the Toby Ropo and is like, forget the Yamato thing. We have to stop the Straw Hats from getting to the roof. The roof piece can't be real. Some of them are going to do that. I don't actually, I mean, kind of. Some of them <laughs> run into Luffy. None of them do a good job. No. But there's some, I honestly, I think you, you see more gifters trying to do it than anything. Um, they also don't mention, it's funny that King doesn't say anything about Kid or Law, who also get up there. Uh, who's who? It's like, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Hey, X-Drake, I have somebody I want to kill right now. And X-Drake's like, oh, cool. I'll come along for that. And they, like, go and make it seem like it's Queen, and then they shoot X-Drake. And it's like, it's you, idiot. <laughs> you think we're dumb enough to not notice a traitor? Come on. Also, when he's holding the gun at Queen, he, like, pretends to be scared. <laughs> who's who is like, you're such a bad actor. And Queen's like, no, I'm not. I'm a really good actor. <laughs> Just nice little character moments in between these things. Uh, what else is going on? Samurai is uh, the samurai trying to clear the way for the Straw Hats to get out of the performance floor. They're fighting one of the numbers. I think, I don't know. I think this is five. Big blue one. Zoro slices up their weapon. The fortune was for Drake. Hawkins' fortune was for Drake. The only thing they really have on him is that 
you let law escape from the capital. Yeah, we know you let law out of jail. Yeah, which is, you know, a party foul. <laughs> Hate to say it. God, this Zoro drink is so sweet. I'm so, I can't stand it. X-Drake's like, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. They, they don't even know whose side he on. I think they just assume he's with the Straw Hats or something. Yeah, they, they don't know he's with the Marines. And, yeah, when he's, and like, he refuses to away, tell anyone. Yeah, because when he's running away, he's like, I can't tell anyone who I'm with because that'll cause more problems. Yeah, I don't think most of the pirates out there, Samurai, wouldn't be like, oh, well, now I trust you. Yeah. I wonder if if Extric name dropped Kobe, would it work? Would Luffy be like, okay, in that case? Uh, You know, I was I was hoping that was going to happen. But of course, uh, (laughs) what it it comes to Luffy, no one can drop the either from him or to him. No one can drop the one piece of information that would make things all better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The one piece. (laughs) Yeah. Like we see later with uh, Nami and Otama, just like, hey. <laughs> By the way, here's this important thing. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't Luffy say say that? Yeah, it's actually that they, they actually dropped, they let Tama say fuck <laughs> in the show. First time anyone said fuck. But yeah, so actually not going to tell them anything. Queen's like, I'll torture you. Then he runs away in a second. We get to see a really sick sequence of uh, Luffy like soloing a num one of the numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's very sim. I wonder if it's the same person who did the boat fight, just because the like the perspective sort of style feels similar. Mm. They 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 exist in the same place in my head. I don't know if they're. I'm guessing, but uh, so that happens. That's sick. You get like a whole flashback of how it took ten of them to do Thriller Bark. <laughs> yeah, it took all of them to be oars, and now Luffy can do it all by himself. He's gotten strong. Yeah. I wonder if Zoro or Sanji could. I'm going to assume yes, based on who they very obviously fight in this arc. But I think Zoro has a better chance than Sanji with a guy this big. Yeah, size is a is a bigger factor than even like how tough they hit. Sanji's fast, though. Yeah, I, th- I think having something to like cut someone up is going to help better when they're that big. Yeah, I don't know. Sanji has hockey but not Rio, so I don't know how tough any of these guys are. Does have the raised suit though. At basically at the same time Luffy's doing that, X Drake runs out the window and hits another number that happens to be just off screen also having a good time. They fall through the air together. I'm surprised X Drake can take one of these things out. <laughs> also worth mentioning, this caught my attention. When Luffy goes gear four, Yogora's like, damn He's so cool. He looks like the God of Fire up there. <laughs> I should look up what the hell is a God of Fire. There's no pictures. Where are the pictures? I looked up Japanese God of Fire and I clicked on a link with a picture and it, it's not actually on the page. All of these just kind of look like <laughs> some of them are anime boys and the other ones are like they just kind of look like Oni. <laughs> I'm sure he's right. <laughs> I just, you know, caught my attention this time. Anyways, X-Drake recalls again how much Kobe loves Luffy. He's like, man, what if I loved Luffy? <laughs> and says, let me, like, well, they're falling through the sky together. And he's like, hey, can I fight alongside you? And Luffy's like, huh? And uh, right into the next episode, 10.02, they're like, can we trust you, X-Drake? Didn't you, like, just <laughs> portray your own guys yeah. in front of us? He's like, it's complicated. I can't explain to you why I've done anything I've ever done. <laughs> but I really want to be on your side now. Actually, they kicked me out. And he's like, well, that's even worse. 
it's worse that you would then immediately try and join us after they kicked you out. Sanji's especially mad at him because he saw Nami naked. <laughs> yeah. That, not, on, not only can we not trust him, he has seen Nami naked, and that's two strikes. What's the third one going to be? You think... Uh, dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> Sanji hate dinosaurs. Yeah. No, Sanji isn't even the person who ends up doing the, like, clashing against him here. It's Zoro. <laughs> yeah, so Drake refuses to say why he wants so badly to work with Luffy, but Luffy doesn't care. Luffy's like, look, whatever, do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you not to. And everybody's like, that's a bad idea. Jinbei and Frankie are like, hey, we're the adults here. Surprised <laughs> Robin doesn't step in. But uh, Jinbei and Frankie are kind of rear guards for Luffy for a little bit. Frankie pretty quickly breaks off, though. I don't really remember when or why. I just know that Frankie's not running upstairs with Luffy. No. Uh, Jinbei is. So yeah, Zoro stays with X-Drake for a little while. Sanji goes with Luffy. Oh, yeah, so I think Luffy's already separated from these two again. Because Jinbei joins them again later. It's so nice and fun to watch. And recounting it, I'm just like, uh, uh, guy leaves, guy comes back. Do guy here? I swear the show's good. <laughs> no one's listening to this episode and not watching it at this point right <laughs> we're not that good at podcasting you never know but if you for some reason listen to our show <laughs> and don't watch one page <laughs> reading doesn't count if you read it that's the same thing <laughs> but you've never picked up a one piece but you like us talking about it for some reason uh give us five stars on itunes anyways yes Ap- apple podcast <laughs> anyways yeah so luffy and sanji are running away are running up to the roof slowly. Uh, let's see, Ulti and Page One are around fighting Samurai. Sanji recognizes Page One and thinks Ulti is cute. I guess he's right. Absolutely, yes. Did you find your, your wallpapers that you were looking for? <laughs> I, I have a very basic one mm. that I found on Wallpaper Engine that I've been using. I found saw a uh, Ulti shirt. That was uh, oh yeah, I saw that. It's it's I'm I'm I I was hoping maybe it was a Uniqlo design so we would get it here, but I don't think it is. No, it looks like it's some like promotional thing. Not that I would get it, but for you, it, it does it does have quotes on it. I wonder what the old T-shirt says. I don't know. <laughs> Words are tacky if you can read them. They're not tacky <laughs> if you can't. Exactly. Everyone knows this. Usopp attacks page one and hides in behind a rock and shits talk them pretending to be Nami. <laughs> I love this bit of just Usopp being like, it's me, Nami, the lizard killer. <laughs> and then Ulti's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Nami. They become like, like, like immediate rivals. For them to like fight the dinosaurs, even though it doesn't really uh, go very far. But that is like fun for them to take down like the big, big guys. Yeah, it's, inst- uh, you know, uh, he hasn't officially been called like one of the four emperors. He's weirdly called the fifth one. The, the fifth Yonko. Translator's notes, Yon means four. <laughs> you know, you gotta see them go up against. Like, the Toby Robo essentially are that, like, upper division class of, of people. You know, so similar to the, the Don Quixote family would have been. Although I like all of the Toby Robo, which I cannot say about the Don Quixote <laughs> family. No offense to the grandpa or Senior Pink. I'm sure there's others I can't remember. That weird twink. Remember that guy? Us- Usopp and Nami are a really good pair to begin with, so having them deal with yeah. the pair of Ulti and Page One is really good. They don't exactly <laughs> fare well for now, but it's fun. I like it. They're getting their shit kicked in, and they're refusing to 
talk against their captain, which is important character beats. What else happens? I mean, for now, they're just running away. Luffy and Sanji have to deal with Apu for a little bit. He's apparently the leader of the numbers. I say apparently because I just retain nothing about this guy. <laughs> uh, and I forgot until just now. I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually his introduction to coming to Wano is leading the numbers. A tiny scene, probably in between like eight other reveals <laughs> at the end of Act 2. But uh, he mourns whichever ones were hit. I don't know. Uh, Hacha shows back up. And chases for a little while. We eventually see Hacha again, but Hacha picks up a corpse and it looks like he's going to throw him. We never see what he does with it. Next time we see Hacha, he doesn't have it. He's eating it. Maybe. Who knows? He's the most distinct design of all these guys, which is to say (laughs) he has clothes on. (laughs) He doesn't just look like a demon. Yeah, he looks like a Kill Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Huge guy. Yeah. in, In a Kill Bill jacket. Oh, he's chasing Frankie specifically, which actually does come up again. Again, don't know what happens to the corpse he's carrying. But before this episode ends, though, there's a scene I like, which is Zoro still pushing back on X-Drake, being like, I can't let anything happen to Luffy. I can't take any chances. He's got to be king of the pirates. And then Apu shows up, and they're both like, hey, fuck off. <laughs> and are like, oh, wait, we both hate him? I guess we're aligned. <laughs> we we can work with this. this yeah. Is something we can work with. We're on the same side now. Does Apu count for Zoro not beating the minority hunter allegations because it's a valuable question is the long Arm tribe a minority in the one piece world you know I, I feel like it's hard to say I feel like just regular ass humans are probably the majority no matter what well you would say that but <laughs> I, I'm also I'm not a trusted source on this I hate them um yeah exa- I'm, yeah <laughs> Goading you to <laughs> say something racist against the fictional, long time. Fictional people. All right, everybody, send in your best fictional slurs. <laughs> next next week, we're going to have Matt Healy on. Um, are, are you familiar at all with the minority hunter thing? It's like a meme that I've seen green some real ground lately. I, I, I'm not, actually. There's a consistent trend of the people Zoro fighting being darker skin. I guess it goes back to Da's bones, but oh, and also I mean, who he fights in this arc? It really evolved into this weird meme, uh, you know. Oh yeah, that meme. Zoro being racist. Yeah. I was trying to think earlier, so I was like, ah, extra doesn't count. There's no way this fight goes anywhere. But Apu, can we work with that? I don't know. Vote now on your phone. <laughs> He he only has one eye, so he pro- he lost his like skin pigment perception. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't see color anymore. Yeah, that's the eye that he saw color in. Zoro would say that he's not racist. He hates everybody equally. Yeah, absolutely. I've, how many times I've said that around about other people on this podcast before? <laughs> but I can't remember. Definitely have. I just think it's a funny joke. Queen decides to unleash a gun that turns people into ice demons. How do you feel about ice owning? <laughs> I I thought that the, for, before they explained like what was going on, I was like, why ice specifically? That's very weird, uh, like an odd touch to it. Yeah, we'll t- we'll get a little bit later. Maybe it's in this episode even, but like a vi- there's a tiny little insert scene of Queen looking through the wanted posters and being like, oh, Sanji's that Germa kid. I didn't know he was part of them. It, uh, you don't really get a hint until. 
right around now that Queen's like really into fucked up evil science. <laughs> when he's like, when you're like, oh, this is the second virus he's made. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Him calling attention to the Vin Smoke name, I think, adds a little bit more to that. Also, we haven't talked about there being a new opening yet because I guess technically we haven't gotten to it yet until 10.05. I remember we did a, our Patreon just last month on the openings. You watched this newest opening paint for maybe the second, third time <laughs> yeah. doing that commentary and something happens with Queen and you were like, wait a minute. <laughs> and there's a snippet of that at the end of this section as well. Yeah. I'm mentioning that now while we're talking about Queen doing weird science shit. So yeah, the quick explanation reminder, if you haven't seen this in a while or whatever, you listening at home, uh, the ice only thing, yeah, like sucks the heat out of the people's body and turns into like a weird ice demon that runs around like a zombie attacking whatever and infects other people with it. It's an interesting device here, but yeah, how do you feel about it as it gets explained? Oh, uh, that's that's really it's it's a neat way to like make make a like bring choppers like knowledge into this and I think a, a fun it's more more interesting than just like oh, it's a virus. Like they, you get other people sick, like this is much more interesting. Yeah, there's the, the heat aspect to it that allows them to prolong uh, or delay, I guess, the effects of it. Did, what did you think was going to be like? That, like, did you expect, oh, well, Marco's here. Like, that's what happens. You've already seen it. But, like, did you see that coming? Did you remember that he was here? Uh, I remember those. Who, uh, I, was thinking, I was trying to think. He's the, he was the, like, doctor on... Whitebeard's screw, right? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I feel like that that was the case. <laughs> There's so many fucking guys on this show. <laughs> uh, let me see if I... Because he was like the first division commander. Yes, he was a doctor. Okay. You're better at this than me. <laughs> I think I can only remember that because uh, <laughs> it was one of the people who was like, yeah, I can't save Ace now. He's dead. Sorry. That makes sense. That That does make it memorable. And, and I guess it's thematic with, like, a, a phoenix reviving and stuff like that a little bit. Yeah. I He should be helping out more in this fight. Now, if he has a, his fucking doctorate. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't get involved. It's a new era for a new generation. Oh, he is involved, though. But, yeah, no, he shows up and helps in a little bit. And I have an interesting thing that I noticed about it this time. But, uh, yeah, the iSony stuff, I mean, it's a very cool device in general to give yeah. Chopper something to do. Chopper in... This section specifically is my favorite maybe example to point to for, I've talked about this before on the show, just like Wano being where you see the Straw Hats really become like an emperor crew, like they are commanding other people. They are like oh, yeah. individually leading, not exactly a fleet, but might as well be like leading people, getting shit done. Jinbei makes a comment about it. It's like, everybody just does their own thing, but it's always the right thing to do. Uh, and I, I, Chopper's, I think, maybe the clearest example of that because he just starts working with two nurses and handles all of this shit instantly without any I have to be a big boy scene. You get a little bit of that with uh, the Usopp and Nami getting their fucking asses kicked. Are they now the... Is there still a weakling trio or is Chopper elevated out of it? Honestly... I I think they that all three of them are elevated out of it. If you ask me, they have enough. There's no weakling trio. Yeah, they they all have strong enough stuff that they could do. 
that I don't think it counts anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're up against Toby Ropo. One of them is a god. One of them is a god. So I'd say Usopp the god. Sorry, I don't mean to be blasphemous on the podcast. <laughs> Three Hail Marys. But no, I mean, the thing is like, Nabi stands up to Big Mom too here and there. I, maybe, I think, I don't know, does Usopp get to do? I'm trying to remember what Usopp does in this arc. But I feel like these two, like Chopper gets considerably bigger moments than the other two for the most part. Um, I guess I'll keep that thread and see when I'm just completely forgetting because I didn't watch these episodes that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did come out, uh, <laughs> some of them last year. <laughs> yeah, but when I watched them, it was probably in between binging stuff in Act 1 for the show. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, I hope people like these episodes because I, I wonder if what, <laughs> if my brain's taking a hit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't promise the quality of my my analysis. Look, that's like uh, I never have. To be fair, when me, whatever me, and my friends do like <laughs> dumb, weird things. It's probably not good to do this. But like, why are we like this? Oh yeah, we've just spent our entire lives liking video games and wrestling and anime and shit. That's why we're like this. Yeah. <laughs> New pay. Well, they don't have Patreon goals anymore. Which is probably oh. for the best, because I think we joked about making that, like, oh, we'll have a goal to be weekly, and then that's stupid, and we'll just do it. <laughs> but if we had Patreon goals, I would make one that was, I still have to watch the episodes twice. <laughs> I just have to watch them twice before we record. We talked about Isony for a little while, but the episode continues. King asks Bao Huang, if you remember this little guy with the little face mask, the fucking Majora's mask looking thing. Paper. I, there's probably a name for that specific type of thing, too. But uh, they're like, hey, find Momonosuke so I can fucking kill him. <laughs> and they don't explain Bao Huang's deal right away. But you pretty quickly can piece together that they're able to see what anything else wearing that mask can see. Because you see, like, rats and other small animals and stuff in the castle wearing that same mask. They have a read on that. They don't tell you what it is in this section. I want your, I want your, I want your theories. I want your, I want your jewelry zone big brain take. That, you know, I didn't grasp that at all because I'm really dumb. <laughs> Okay, well, now that I've told you, because periodically, like, you'll see the little rat wearing, not shanks, you see, see, like, a literal rat wearing the mask, looking down at Momonosuke or whatever, running in the hallway, and then you'll see Bao Huang tell King where they are. That's all they tell you. That's all you see. They never tell you why they're able to do that. So I'm wondering, now that you've pieced it together on your own, do do you have a, what do you think's going on with that? Uh, I, it's gotta be some, like, animal magnetism type thing mixed with, uh, ninja magic. Okay. It's gotta be, like, kind of like how Chopper can talk to animals because he's an animal. Uh, something with their fucked up smile fruit allows them to do that, plus some, like, ninja mysticism would be my guess. Okay, so you're, so you're, you're thinking it's, like, animal telepathy. Yeah. Maybe Chopper can hack into it with big brain point. (laughs) Chopper voice I'm in. (laughs) Now when you watch it again, maybe you can pick up on what Bao Huang's doing. <laughs> I tend to remember, I know there's a trading card of them. I don't know if it's good. Like, I don't know what the ability is. I, I, feel, I feel like it's just like a low-cost fodder card. Oh, okay. That happens, yeah. I was looking through this, I was like, oh, I don't think there's a Sulong Wanda of all the other Sulongs we have. Momonosuke, the man of the hour, is still running away from their dad, Yamato. <laughs> a very funny scene where they hide, and Yamato's like, well... I know I can smell my boy. I'll sniff him out. <laughs> I, I, Doesn't work. They, they also addressed my, my, the like issue I had with them running. It's like, Luffy said they're cool. So like, 
<laughs> you should just believe Luffy when he's like, this guy's cool. And they go, I don't care what Luffy says. This guy's weird. <laughs> Claiming to be my father is fucking strange. I watched my father die three months ago. <laughs> Shinobu, it's been 20 years, but it, it left scars. But yeah, so they then they fall out of their hiding spot and go back to running. They get away eventually, and then Yamato comes back, uh, back and forth. Black Marie is playing a song on a shamisen that you'll see a couple times. We've seen her a couple times now. I can't remember if it was obvious that she's fucking huge. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it showed up a couple times that she is massive. And that's I, why, that's actually how I found out her spider was like an ancient spider, because when I saw the devil fruit name pop up what it happens later i was like i'm gonna look that up and see if it's if those spiders were like 20 feet tall and no they're just like regular size spiders <laughs> she's just but a big woman but they're ancient she is a big woman <laughs> yeah it's like because you see her i don't i just i feel like when i saw this episode was when i realized it even though like there's a scene of her standing next to kaido and they look like two normal people next to each other <laughs> yeah. but uh she's huge she big uh the song goes back and forth between her and also she's very horny when she plays the song <laughs> it goes back and forth between her and the samurai fighting with kaido upstairs and they charge they lean up some tanks they block some attacks um i like i love the oxyanide stuff in this section um we get some flashbacks too about like them inheriting odin's two sword style kingdom's like well obviously it's me everyone fights over it no momonosuke is like isn't it me though and they're all like, yeah, I guess you're right. Never mind. None of us get it. Uh, but then, spoilers, in this episode, we see all of them use a two-sword style, which is fucking sick. <laughs> I love the scene of, like, it's like five or six of them doing Paradise Tatsuka together. Yeah! Before that, they do, like, a barrage of attacks where they're all using their own styles, like, their own specific thing. And Kaido's like, they're not doing Odin stuff. Why is this working on me? And then... I particularly like him trying, Kaido tries to do a blast breath, and Raizo, like, does Uno reverse no jutsu on him. He, like, catches it in a giant scroll and then launches it back. But anyways, yeah, then they, I, it seems to imply they're using Ryo Haki when they do the Paradise Tatsuka. It, it, it does a pretty good hit on him. The, the scar, you know, his scar does start bleeding open. Although, unfortunately, that means he's going to start trying. <laughs> Kaido just takes so many. You can fit so many punches in this thing. Take all the attacks. He can. When you're that big, like, you can handle a lot of attacks. He's still going. It's like we're coming up on 1070. <laughs> Look, just like 20 more budget breaking punches. I don't know. 20 is not going to cut it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're calling it another studio to help. <laughs> so the rumors say. I'm sure they can. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm excited for it. Anyways, we skip. We unfortunately skip Bartow's secret room. I don't know if you watched the next time on or prop, this special probably isn't even on your black server, but the filler recap that we skip here is Bart <laughs> yeah. doing commentary over the recap. <laughs> yeah. Also, Otama's there too. It's Otama. So Otama will be like, oh, Luffy made this promise to me. And Bart's like, God, I wish that was me. <laughs> it's I skimmed it just today uh, when I was on Funimation. It's, I don't I didn't have time to watch the whole thing, but it's very, it seems very funny. A very good way to do these things. I don't know if they're all Bart or not. But anyways, this is where we get the new opening. 10.05. I think it's great. I don't really have a ton to say about it. It reveals a bunch of devil fruits that get revealed in this section of episodes anyway. 
and the weird thing Queen's Neck do. <laughs> the song feels more like an opening for a slice of life than it does like it going into the most action-packed part of this massive arc. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a departure from the last two being very sort of upbeat and punchy, I guess. Especially, I mean, over the top is is exactly that because it has that you know horn-driven em- energy that we are and, and we go have. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's like somber. It's interesting. It's it kind of deals with I think some maybe more of the sad moments of the arc. Uh, but it, I love it a lot. It it just has like the tone of a lot of the just like slice of life slash light romance shit I've watched that like <laughs> doesn't fit One Piece in in a way that it doesn't fit this arc exactly. Like I think it it would fit elsewhere if it wasn't Luffy taking down the biggest bad guy yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know when you uh, when I think about the visuals of like Yamato, Ace, Marco, like that string of like people being like sad about shit and fighting for those reasons. I'm like, yeah, I I I'm right in there with it. But I also think if you were to replace the visuals of like Hikari E over this, it would fit just fine. Yeah, I'm like that's maybe the next like the closest opening to this one sonically. I mean, it does look great. <laughs> it looks so fucking good. Like, I I love seeing everyone just like pop in and look like happy, just be hanging out and stuff. That's so mm-hmm. fun, especially Ace, <laughs> who's alive <laughs> in my heart. That's gonna be the big reveal in the next arc is that they can bring Ace back. Uh, Luffy would say no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So another reason why the Stampede thing's so fucking stupid. Man, I fucking sorry, my brain just was like, oh, are they gonna pull that shit? Like, is Moria dead? Does someone take his fruit? Is Blackbeard going to have an army of all the, like... Is Blackbeard going to do the, like, tuning exam, bringing back the dead Hokage thing? Blackbeard oh, making a Whitebeard. <laughs> bringing back Whitebeard. That'd be terrifying. Whose shadow would they put in uh, Whitebeard? Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I, I never thought about why the, Why would he want <laughs> Moria's fruit in the first place? Clearly he, to, like... Moria showed up there looking for Absalom. I don't know that he wanted it, but did he take it? Is he going to use it? <laughs> I don't know. Much to worry about. I think, I think we're going to know Blackbeard's fucking business sooner than later. And by we, I mean manga readers. Although we are taking a month break so uh, Oda can get laser eyes installed. Coming at Gola. Shout out to all the dune heads in the audience. Oh, yeah, so Queen is still fucking raining bullets. Zoro realizes, like, oh, wait, these are our own samurai. We shouldn't be fighting these people off. Chopper's like, don't touch them. Um, reminds him of the virus at Udon. We kind of summarized most of the virus stuff already. But we go upstairs. We see Sanji and Luffy fighting upwards. Sanji's like, let me deal with as many of these guys as I can save your energy. And then we meet the monkey boxer. <laughs> we meet uh, the guy who just has a gorilla for a fist. <laughs> not not the worst gorilla. Uh, no, there's a smile. worse gorilla. <laughs> I, I saw that. Like, I thought the fucking dog mouth was bad. That is fucking I am. It's. Uh, I mean, in that one, I can't kill myself. The gorilla has the power to do that. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> that looks miserable. I, I can't imagine. Oh. It's, it's, is, it, is it the most? We got to rank the worst existential body horrors that, that of might, the that smile might, fruits. That, 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 could, that might be something we should do for Patreon once there's no more of them that'll show up and see if we can find a list of all the, like, smile fruits. Giraffe <laughs> one's pretty high for me, gotta be honest. See which one's the most miserable. I, yeah, if someone who's got a better memory than me 
uh, in the Discord once. I think we might be done seeing new ones after Poker and Gorilla Girl, but I, you know, also probably wrong. I don't know. Distinct ones, anyway. I'm sure the wiki has a list of all of them in one, like, on like the smile <laughs> page, though, because they love to group shit together. Oh, yeah. I'm genuinely curious if any of them are non canon as well. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about some fucking awful smiles on this. Uh, Gorilla Punch Punch, I love that he calls it that. They just kind of move. Oh, Jinbei shows up and clears it out. They move together for a while. Well, it's kind of Sonic heroes. <laughs> Luffy runs with the two guys behind him. <laughs> it's actually funny because Luffy and Sanji are arguing about who could beat him faster, and then Jinbei just does it. Uh, shout out to Jinbei. It's funny because Sanji's like, hey, I had this covered. Jinbei's like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Anyways, the samurai are here, so we should link up with them, right? And Sanji's like, damn, you understood the situation so quickly. Uh, I love the, the Jinbei's first first job interactions going on here. I feel like later on he talks about that, too. He's just like, I got to make a good impression. This is my first time really, really doing it. So this is when we see a little bit of the festival in the capital. We will see some of this footage reused a ton every now and then we check on the festival, especially after uh, a certain something happens in this section that might bring the festival to an abrupt end if uh, Link doesn't stop the moon from falling. The people in the festival fantasize about the Kazuki taking back Wano. They're basically just like telling stories like what if that story, that ghost story was true, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well... This is the one day we can get away with telling these stories. Orochi will be back tomorrow. He hasn't been beheaded or anything. <laughs> the, the very much head intact Orochi. Yeah, he's got all of them. <laughs> back on the roof, the samurai are like, well, we won. Lark over. He's on the ground bleeding. And Ashura's <laughs> like, bro, we gotta fucking double tap this thing. <laughs> and before they do, he gets up. Because of, come on. He just kind of unleashes a ton of slashes. And, oh, one of them hits Okiku. Yeah, that was that got it just like a loud oh fuck for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a, such a good cliffhanger too for the episode. Yeah. Go ahead and get into it now, though. It ha- you see it again in the next episode, but she loses an arm. Yeah, shit like that doesn't happen that often. It doesn't like we we saw what happened to uh, Cat Viper Dog Storm and how. That was in flashback. They, 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 we didn't see, we didn't like directly see it get fucking cut off and fly away. Like, yeah, it <laughs> happened before they were significant big characters too. Yeah. It was like part of their introduction that they uh, lost limbs to Jack. We're ingratiated <laughs> to Kiku already, and she loses an arm. Happy pr- in Pride Month, she loses an <laughs> <Yeah>. arm. <laughs> and this is right after uh, after fucking Kaido's like, fuck. I wish that one that that one witch didn't trick odin so i could have just like bought him for reals yeah so i'm just gonna go full power this time there's no one to trick them I, mm-hmm. can, I get a real battle see i people say kaido doesn't have enough character because he didn't get a flashback you're wrong i lines like that are just like man I, I i love what they do with kaido between him taking a million fucking punches and just being <laughs> like i want so badly to have a good satisfying death <laughs> And I'm so mad that a real fight against Odin was taken from me. Kaido's so fucking cool. I'm so surprised at how much I like him. You don't have to spell shit out. Like, it's clear, like, he thinks Orochi is annoying and his methods are bad because he was, like, annoyed by him before he cut his head off and stuff. And, like, when Orochi just fired the guns on Odin, Kaido looked disappointed that that's how it ended. (laughs) Yeah. One Piece isn't usually subtle. 
And I wouldn't even really call any of this that subtle. <laughs> it's just that they don't give you like three whole episodes of like why he decided to be a mean pirate. And I same example I'm going to bring up again is just like I'd probably be as bored as I was with Lucci's. The, <laughs> my only real complaint about Enya's lobby is that Lucci's backstory is dumb and pointless. <laughs> we don't need to know that he got the flag scarred on his back. Yeah, no, the... <laughs> The Lucci murdering stuff flashback was cringe and pointless. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm getting ahead of Kaido saying how badly he wants to die. It's at the end of uh, Tenno 6. We'll get to that and um, Okiku losing her fucking arm in this, in this episode. But Tenno 6 starts with Yamato chasing his boy. Do they catch up in this episode? I don't remember. Bao Huang sees them and tells King. They direct. King is like, all right, Toby Ropo, here they are. They do get separated. Shinobu and Momo lose Yamato a little bit because they run into Sasaki and get shot up kind of bad. Sasaki, who we'll learn is a Triceratops, he leads like a division of armored smiles. And I'm assuming they're all smiles. I don't know if any of them are real zones, but um, and also just people with straight up shields like they're like little a tank squad, basically. Yeah, I think it's cool. He has a little throne that says Sasaki on it. I love this dude's design. I love his little armored division squad. You probably could have guessed who he was going to fight pretty quickly, <laughs> but also they show up in this section anyway. Uh, but yeah, so Shinobu does dodge and tries to fight back a little bit, but she takes some arrows, um, tells Momonosuke to run away, but he's like, that's not what Odin would do. Like, I'm just supposed to run away forever because I'm important. Why can't I just, you know, do the right thing? And he runs to save Shinobu, but then Yamato shows up and saves them both. Don't remember if it's this moment or one, but there's like one of those scenes where like, why is this one attacker movement so polished? <laughs> there's one of those uh, in yeah, here with Yamato. That, that, that's one of them. It's like, this is a nobody that Yamato's smashing. Why does it look so good? Why did they go so hard? They gotta. They gotta. Who asked them to do this? Uh, me. I wrote them a letter and I said, every time Yamato is on screen, you, you gotta fucking let it rip. And then they were like, why stop there? Uh, they let it rip quite a bit. I can only think of one time people were like, why didn't they let it rip? And it's like someone compared a specific punk Gibson that kid does to the manga panel. And it's like, well, you can't win them all. <laughs> but kid, kid gets plenty of moments in here. Anyways, yeah, so Yamato's fighting off Sasaki for a little bit. Queen is still bored, so he starts shooting his own guys. To turn them into Isoni. One of the Yakuza bosses turns into one. He's he's just a he's a villain. I can't believe this. I'm shocked. I'm appalled. He's a bad guy. I can't condone this behavior of his. Someone named Queen is evil? In Pride Month? <laughs> Unbelievable. And Chopper's determined to save everyone from this. Uh, back upstairs we see Luffy Sanji Jinbei uh, run into the giraffe man, which is just a man. Who's like hanging, like his head is the giraffe's head and then the rest of his body is just kind of dangling. It's like a giraffe growing out of the back of his head. It sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like two swords in his hands. There's also a guy that's like half chicken. He's not as horrific, but then they just get knocked out immediately and they walk past him. <laughs> um, And now we go back to Kiku losing a fucking arm. Yeah. He's... Izo and Kinemon take care of it. It's like, you know, you get this like quiet moment where they just like tin to the wound, which again is like showing you the gravity of it. <laughs> this is real. 
You know, these people like these samurai take some fucking beatings. It's not even that one piece is like, oh, we're getting grown up now. <laughs> Got to get, you know, bloody and gory because it's not really. No, it's relatively bloodless that I mean, there's a little bit of blood to show you serious for one piece standards. But unless just the, the visual of the arm laying there is too much for you, it's it's not that much. I like that Kinemon just sets a sword on fire to like uh, yeah. cauterize the wound. That shit's sick. It is sick. And uh, the episode ends with Kaido thinking about how great Roger and Whitebeard were. They're like, they went out the right way. People remember them, how they did it. Talks about how much he values his own death. Maybe it's old fashioned, but I think that really completes a human life. My first thought is, I didn't really know that he was human with the big ass horns. I've always kind of wondered. <laughs> but anyways, he's talking about that. Keenan like, speak for yourself. We would not get any honor from dying to you. Um, which I think is a nice exchange. And that's the end of that episode. We're around the one hour mark, so it's time for me to crack open the Nami. <laughs> Cracking open a Nami, a cold Nami with the boys. Oh, I can already smell it. I'm not going to like this. What flavor is the Nami one again? Mango. Yeah, no, fuck that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I'm not going to finish it. I'm going to take it out to my boyfriend. And let them finish it. But <laughs> it's not... Like, that's the thing is, I, I usually don't like mango stuff. I've tried some mango seltzers that I just can't stand. This is this is a, this is a decent balance. Oh, is it a little more subtle? I don't know. Um, I think we've talked about this before because you wanted to try these. You never got a hold of them, did you? No. I'm, I, I bet there's probably some place in town here I can find them. Yeah, I think we talked about this before you moved. And you were like, there's no FYE near me. Now maybe there is. Gotta Google it. Google it real quick. That's where I found these. They have the new designs now, too, which is interesting. There's only 12 miles away in a mall. (laughs) That's not that bad. I I gotta segue to this because people also ask, what did FYE used to be called? In 2001, Trans World unified its other mall-based stores under the FYE name. (laughs) Trans World. (laughs) Trans World Entertainment. That's where I live. <laughs> oh, now they're called Caspian Holdings. That's not as fun. They got rid of it in 2020. Ezra did not care for the mango. Out of the soda zone. I have here in my notes that I should claim Yamano is non-binary and get rid of the debate. Um, that's not really related <laughs> to anything. It's just a thought I had. Uh, but 10.07... Queen raps about poisoning people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Omasa, the, uh, one of the big Yakuza bosses, almost uh, commits, <laughs> but because he turns into an Isony. But Hiagor is like, no, chill out, dude. There might be a cure. Remember when Luffy cured everybody at Udon? Yeah, there's, there's a raccoon here who knows how to like fix shit. And yeah. we just need there's to There's a Tanuki. <laughs> Chopper assumes that Queen would have an antibody, and he's right. <laughs> I, that that would make sense in case I, I love what Queen does with it <laughs> Me too, it's, pr- it's pretty quickly after this Like <laughs> yeah. first, Queen's like Well, you have an hour until this kills you Because they're, uh, they're talking about how it's sapping Their life force to be this cold uh, And then Apu starts running away And Queen's like, hey, take this And throws him the antibody And says, <laughs> if you lose that, I kill you And everyone's like, oh, he has the antibody Let's get him this is such a perfect utilization of Apu, because he's a guy you want to see chased and killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Not to be racist about it. Uh, anyways, yeah, Chopper 6 is Zoro on him. <laughs> Look, if there's anyone who can come close enough, I'd say Zoro, who's here, Zoro seems like the best fit to fight him at the moment. Probably. I mean, X-Drake tries a little bit, but uh, of all the people here, I mean, Marco maybe could get it done faster. <laughs> I'm cons- Marco's not in the room yet, though. I consistently am like, Marco, I feel like you should be doing more than you're doing right now. <laughs> like, that's, I almost wonder why he's at Wano at all. <laughs> he, he needs to be like, um, the thing I, I heard about the Dungeons and Dragons movie that makes me want to see it more is that the movie even has the DM's self-insert character to help the players get through the problems when oh, they yeah. can't figure it out. And which it's a that's paladin incredibly with, funny. A paladin with no sense of humor. That that's what uh <laughs> that's what Marco is here. He's like, oh it's just like, well, in case the case I get to a point where the straw hats don't can't figure out that for the straw hats to figure it out, Marco could fix it for him. Yeah, they can use the fire here, he can fly Zoro <laughs> up. And that worked good after that. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I, I understand why, uh, like, Apu will be killed by Queen. He'll be punished if he loses the thing. I would just say fuck it and throw it. I would <laughs> yeah. throw it at the crowd and run away. I, I do think... Apu is not a man with honor. <laughs> I, I do think part of this, too, is it's going to cause a lot of chaos and cause people to, like, fuck with each other and stuff and spread the disease more. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a fun game. Great stuff. I'm sure it's going to make a great Warriors level. <laughs> In however many years when they make the next one. At this point, honestly, considering how long it's been since 4, there might just be another one that just gets to the end of Wano canonically. Mm. Like, I'm like, uh, how much further is the anime going to be by the time they want to make another one? It's going to be like, that's the thing is, there's not really going to be a clean stopping point for a while, I don't think. Except for the end of Wano. It was five years between 3 and 4. So it presumably be came out 2020. right at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. Wow. Because we streamed years? that like right after it came out. Three years old. Uh, roof fights. <laughs> Cat dog powers down. <laughs> Only so much to say about these fights. Uh, Saki's taunting Yamato. Yamato explains that they saw Odin's execution. Did we know this? Did you see this already? Yeah, they've said before like that. That that's part. That's like what first inspired their like awe of Odin was seeing him. Uh, I've seen it eight get, times. Get killed. So I don't know, but uh, I can never remember. I'm like, have you seen this already? I know I've seen it before, <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, Yamato does tell Shinobu like your speech mattered a lot to me, which I think is a significant change. Just, I think when Shinobu is like, okay, I can trust. This guy. Yeah. Yamato takes some bullets and it's like, I couldn't help 20 years ago, Momonosuke, but now I can. And starts knocking some of these armored guys down and straight up says, I will die for you, Momonosuke. <laughs> um, I am fighting for the Kazuki clan. Yamato, they haven't been around very long. Introduced 990, like they've been around maybe 20 episodes. And they're pretty much immediately liked... I won't take their attractiveness out of the out of out of factor or the trans factor for people like me who immediately have to like trans characters, which I I don't. That's a, not true. But <laughs> the fact that Yamato shows up and is immediately liked almost primarily because their goal is to be just like the coolest guy ever. <laughs> and I realized this is how Christian should be. 
They should just be like, yeah, I just want to be like this Jesus guy who is cool. <laughs> yeah. That should be the whole deal. This is Chris, what Christians need to do is be trans mask. Uh, anyways. <laughs> 1008, Marco's fighting Big Mom. Not for very long, but, uh, you know, he's doing some, some uh, hits on her. Uh, you really just see a lot of people fight for, like, a few minutes. And you gotta wonder, like, the cumulative wear and tear on some of these people. Like, we won't talk about who eventually fights Big Mom or beats Big Mom or whatever, but, like, do they get credit? If everyone else got a chance, does Luffy get credit for Kaido? He he does. But, you know, we'll talk about... I especially have to bring up something about Kaido when it comes a little bit later. But Marco gets caught by Big Mom. He's, like, grabbed, and Pero's going to shoot, like, a candy arrow at him. Uh, we'll go back to that later. Carrot shows up. But Apu is getting attacked by Zoro and X-Drake. Uh, not to be confused with Zoro X-Drake, which would be... <laughs> Probably a tag on AO3. <laughs> Drake. Drake's like, I always hated you. <laughs> and I'm like, me too, buddy. <laughs> Do you think, this, is, is the Apu hate common? Are we alone? I, there's got to be someone who loves that guy. I just wonder, I'm like, is that common? I, I don't think he's ever done well in the popularity poll. But I'm like, is his, like, does Oda know? <laughs> like, is that... <laughs> that? He is unpleasant to, to, to view. <laughs> yeah, like, is that... Is this the payoff for that? He's like, oh, people didn't really take that one, so this is what I'm going to do with them. I, I gotta know. That's a, that's a good question. I, especially because, like, <laughs> here, he's just shown to be, like, an annoying, backstabbing dickhead and then gets taken care of. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, when you, when, when you look like that, you're, you're distrustworthy. <laughs> yeah. He's not even a good musician. <laughs> I don't like his jams. Do you think he? Do you think his instrumentals are better than his vocals? I think it's all bad. <laughs> I would not let him produce my record. <laughs> Imagine you <laughs> in, in the studio recording your album and like, fuck, our trumpet player couldn't make it, and he's like, hold on, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> I could fill in, and then just turns his fucking hand into a trumpet or something. And it's the worst shit you've ever heard. <laughs> The fucking farty-ass synth on, in the Cats musical is what you get. Can someone dub that over? Just put the Cats music over Apu. Do, do, do you think at parties when he gets drunk, he starts playing like Wonderwall on his teeth? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, is there a stringed part of his body? And he's like, anyways, here's Wonderwall. <coughs> I also think of, I feel like maybe considering his whole deal, it might be more similar to that tweet that's like, Hey, this time don't get drunk and rap about Patrick Swayze. <laughs> and three beers, and he's like, "Uh oh, y'all, it's getting kind of hazy." <laughs> that's Apu. I think that's him. I sure hope he's dead after this. <laughs> he's like Jar Jar. He's the key to all of it. If we can get Apu working, because we've never had a guy as funny as Apu in the One Piece. Uh, fucking Darth Apu. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what else happens in this fucking episode? This is when Queen looks at the wanted posters, talks about Jeremy. Usopp and Nami are running away from the dinosaur siblings. Usopp calls page one Pepe. Uh, and Ulti's <laughs> like, you don't get to say that. I get you're, to. You're not allowed. Does the Nami bit again where he pretends to talk to her. Uh, and then they split them up. Usopp goes down one path. 
and he gets chased by page one, Nami by Ulti, and they're immediately like, this was a bad idea. Brooke gets infected by the Isony virus before <laughs> the eye catch, and uh, it's like, oh, just kidding, never mind. Yeah, immediately, it's like, I was just say, no, it's not going to work on him. <laughs> you can pretty immediately tell it's not going to because he does, he gives like a spotlight on him when he talks about how sad it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't get sick when you're dead. Yeah, this is how Chopper figures out that like body warmth has to do with it. And Brooke's like, oh, of course, I have none of that. I'm almost sad that it doesn't affect me. Uh, bad news, though, Chopper is infected. <laughs> we can't have the guy who's going to cure it be infected. How's he going to do that? Uh, Ulti chases Nami and is trying to get to her to apologize for, I don't know, saying mean things. And um, also makes, tries to get her to admit that Luffy's not going to be King of the Pirates. Yeah, it's going to be Kaido. Obviously. I do like this thing where Nami's like does apologize while doing a gust sword and launches her across the room. Yeah. Um, they do some, you know, uh, what they do is nothing against them. <laughs> yeah. But they take Nami and Utop take so many fucking direct headbutts. <laughs> they have CTE. They're they're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> How is how is Usopp like able to move with how much abuse he's taken over the last like? Well, he's the god. Years. <laughs> That's the thing about him. He like Kaido can just take it. Yeah, Usopp's skin leveled up as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean that you get to like X-rays of his skull at one point. <laughs> it's like fucking the Mortal Kombat X-ray attacks. Just it's fucked up. Him. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, they do some stuff. Most of Usopp's attacks don't really do anything against them, but there is like one big man-eating plant that chews on Ulti for a little bit. <laughs> and it doesn't really seem to hurt her, just kind of <laughs> slows her down and she thinks it's gross. And it makes her sticky. Yeah, and she, you know, is like, Pepe, save me, help me, over and over again. Nami is kind of up against a wall, basically has given up, but she just can't bring herself to say that Luffy won't be king. He's like, because he will be. He's like, he will. It's that simple. Yeah. And she's crying about it. But then last minute, they're saved by Otama on Komachio. <laughs> yeah. Did you expect to see her at all? No, not here. <laughs> yeah. She says that the enemy gave them a ride. Uh, I don't remember what that means, but she's here with Komachio. We're also very quickly going to see her big baboon friend came as well and helped. In the next episode, 1009, Carrot is charging in at Pedro. The moon hits her right like a big pizza pie. That's a suit lot. <laughs> But she's like, ah, I shouldn't use it right now. Her plan's very important. And Wanda's like, wow, that's so cool and responsible of you. Everyone has their turn. Pedro has his. You're going to have yours. And that's why we got to go so long and beat this guy's ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice touching moment between them that just turns into being like, fuck this guy. <laughs> this guy sucks. Uh, you see Pedro blow up like three times in this section. <laughs> Yeah. And I, you're going to I think you see it like 10 times on Wano. <laughs> cool. You, they just keep showing you Pedro well, blowing up. Look, it's been like four years since Pedro blow, blowed up. Probably <laughs> blowed like five, up. Probably exploded. Like five, five years since Pedro exploded. And <laughs> <laughs> we got, we, in case you forgot that, that it happened to him. Also, in case you forgot from last week. <laughs> yeah. Here it is again. <laughs> But yeah, so they uh, they fuck his face up. <laughs> He's not losing any more limbs, but he, he did get some face scars. Big Mom throws Marco at them. They're just like, hey, you can leave the candy man to us. 
So Marco flies inside. He sees some ice oni, which I guess is just maybe a little bit of foreshadowing of that he's going to do something later. Back inside, we see Page 1 attacking Komachio. Nami repays the favor to Usopp by pretending to be him. And <laughs> yeah. saying some, like, I'm, like, some mean stuff to them. And he gets a mean fucking headbutt from a dinosaur. And it launches him onto the back of Komachio, so it all works out. Um, and she's like, Usopp, are you okay? And he's like, no, do I look okay? <laughs> I'm obviously not. And this she's is like, the you're worst right. I've been in a while. Yeah. She's like, you're right. It's so obvious that you're not okay. But it's good that I am. <laughs> uh, and then, so Otama wrote here with the anime, not really sure. Also, Big Monkey came here. Baboon D. Luffy. Oh, I, I just remembered something I, I wanted to bring up. The, uh, the, the subtitles that I had for this chunk of episode that I totally legally got mm-hmm. um, had swears in them. It was awesome. Ulti kept they, going, Nami a bitch. Th- those, I saw those on Funimation, yeah. Ulti is vulgar. Oh, really? Oh, that's even better. <laughs> I thought I had, like, fan subs. <laughs> I would have assumed, like, if they said, like, shit or damn, maybe, but, uh, eh, maybe not damn. But no, I, I saw the same thing on Funimation. Ulti, Ulti oh, do be dropping the Beastler. <laughs> it's not nice of her to say. <laughs> but anyways, Babu and D. Luffy, I feel like, like, do you remember in Ocarina of Time when they named, that Goron named his son Link because of Link? Oh it's like, yeah. It's like that with Luffy. There's just Luffy's everywhere he goes. Everyone's naming their kid <laughs> Luffy because of Luffy. That's what Baboon D. Luffy is like. <laughs> Which is your joke. I'm st- Baboon D. Luffy is your joke. More people should be called D. Luffy after after Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah. Gorilla D. Luffy. <laughs> Yamato is still fighting the arm division. They start to go sicko mode, but they stop because Frankie shows up. <laughs> Also, they pog at the robot, so fucking case closed, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> I, I made the joke <laughs> last episode, and then it happened. The last chance you would have had to make it without the, someone posting, does he know? <laughs> Which no one did, because, I mean, I didn't remember that this happened. <laughs> that is like, fuck yeah. That's no, how you they, know. That's, that's what deter- your reaction to robots in yeah. the world of One Piece is what determines your gender. Mm-hmm. Yamano Pogs. You know, that's great and all. I love the rest of this scene, too, with them. Do you have any reaction to Yamato, like, maybe going sicko mode? Like, did you, do you have thoughts about that? <laughs> Predictions of what the hell sicko mode is? I mean, I still don't know what it is. I've seen their, like, we- weird form on the trading cards. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I just saw that. And I was like, huh, they look like a lightning demon. And then I just, like, <laughs> kept going through the cards. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. That that, that does uh, expose you to things more often, I suppose. I can't imagine there's many more things that can happen with at this point of being caught up, especially because the next set is uh, not (laughs) new stuff. I think there's still a little bit of Wano cards in 3. I haven't looked at the full card list, so I don't know. But I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Also, there is maybe in the Yamato deck, but that's November. So... By then, you know, we're going to be wondering, all right, when's the fucking redacted card coming that completely breaks the game? It's like <laughs> infinity power. Did you, uh, have you ever read the ability on the Brindy World card? We didn't do a video for that box. You did. You did a solo video. Yeah. Which also, I, is Brindy World from a fucking movie? I can never remember this guy. Uh, oh, he's from 3D2Y. Fucked up. Not even like, I don't, because I don't even think he's flagged as film. Because I guess it's not a film. TV movie. 
that's fucked up. Um, Brindy World. His ability increases his power by like <laughs> four hundred thousand for some reason. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the reference there? What is this like? It's a really specific number. <laughs> and it's got to be some kind it. of maybe it's like something. I can't even remember what happened on 3D2. Why I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah. I am being reminded now that his devil fruit is just called the more more fruit. What does it do? It amplifies size, speed, and strength. So maybe it's just a big funny number. I was going through the deck uh, looking at purple card effects. I basically read it for the first time. And I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) So Yamato doesn't go sicko mode. Does pocket the robot. Hacha shows up, still chasing Frankie. Who is, of course, in the general Frankie. I don't think we've said that once this episode, but in case you don't remember or you didn't watch these recently or whatever, he's in the general Frankie for like, I don't know, the rest of the arc for a while. (laughs) And Hacha smashes the floor trying to attack them. I think they all fall on the floor and then Frankie gets back up. Maybe he just doesn't fall on the floor and Hacha missed. I honestly don't remember. But Yamato and Momonosuke and Shinobu are falling down and they're like, this is good, actually. We're trying to get away. I can get a hiding spot this way. Does like a swing up and knocks out Hacha really quick um, on their way out to help Frankie. And because Frankie's like, wait, who is that guy? Are you good, Momo? And they're like, yeah, Luffy's said to trust them. We're all like, we're entrusted by Luffy. This is all good. And Frankie's like, oh, okay. Who is that guy? (laughs) Like after they've gone and knocked out Hacha, they're like, who was that? Oh, well. Back to being Frankie. So Tintin, Law goes somewhere and thinks of his dead friend Corazon. Yeah. Just a lot of devastating flashbacks for him really quick together. I actually straight up forgot that he had like a sister or whatever. Or a brother. <laughs> oh. I don't remember. Lammy. Yeah. It's been so long, but a lot of reminders of that. And he finds a poneglyph. Um, some flashback to him talking to Rob and about the will of D. Um, and Corazon being like, yeah, the enemies of the gods. I don't know. Just kind of putting that up into the air for now. I don't know. Can Law read a... I don't, Law can't read a Poneglyph. What are you doing down here? I, I, I do like that conversation with Robin where he's like, okay, I trust you. <laughs> I, I, have, I, have the, I have the will of D. And she's like, yeah, Luffy doesn't give a shit about that, but I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's interested in that kind of whatever that means. So is Law. And honestly, I think Law's more interested in that than being king of the pirates. Like, I think, because he does talk about the road poneglyphs. He's like, I need to get to Laugh Tale. But I think it is more so the history and answers he's after. Yeah, he, 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 he knows that there's something beyond just the treasure there. Like, mm-hmm. It is the name of the treasure at the end of the Grand Line. It is. But there's definitely more to it than just a lot of money and mm-hmm. be going, I did it. Yeah. That's the Bucky version. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Luffy has his own version about it that we can speculate about in this episode. <laughs> but anyways, this product live is in red, so I'm sure there's a, there's a red one somewhere. The Apu chase continues. Chopper, like, starts a fire to warm him up and uh, delay the effects of the virus a little while. And Big Mom comes back up, but we'll check back in on that a little bit. Somewhere Kid is building up some big attacks with his magnet power against... There's a snake smile called Poker. He doesn't look that terrible. 
compared to all the other ones. Um, later, we'll see him next to the gorilla girl whose name I Ooh. did not catch. <laughs> but like, she's like, you see a little bit of a woman, and then there's just like a gorilla growing around her. Yeah, like she has kind like kind of share a she, tummy. She has her arms and her torso and her head, but she does not have hands, leg or legs. She's she. It's like she's coming out of the gorilla more so than the gorilla is coming out of. Yeah, her. it's like when a tree grows around something. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> sucks, man. <laughs> I would go. This shit was not worth it. No, it's not. <laughs> I would have rather gotten no power than this. We yeah, we just kind of keep seeing more and more dumb smiles up here. They're not long fights. They're not monster of the week dragged out stuff, but. They're just peppering them in here, which is interesting. It's worthwhile to know that there are a lot of gifters mixed into the crowd here. So Kid and Killer are moving to the roof. Check back in on the samurai up there. Kinemonga takes a crazy fucking hit to the face. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're I think we're about done with them. All of them except for Kinemon are like, one more time. And then Kaido just kind of hammers them out. Like he kind of just stands in one spot and keeps swinging. Yeah. It's fucked, and Kinemon just is, like, watching. Big Mom is not stopping at the performance floor, though. She kind of just flies through and goes up to the roof. As she goes up, Kiku's arm falls down, and uh, Zoro sees that. It's kind of like, ah, shit's bad up there. It's getting really bad. So, yeah, we're, we're going back to Brooke starting that fire for Chopper Zoro's pondering the arm, and I think talking to Robin about it. It's like, I gotta get up there. Gotta, like, I don't know if anyone else is up there yet, but I gotta get up there. Meth, I, I don't know if, I think this is like him venting the, he's thinking about the samurai's determination of everyone here and being turned into the Isoni, and he, he does a menacing walk to Apu, and he uh, kind of like one-shots Apu real quick and gives Chopper the, uh, the antibody. And he looks back up to the roof, and he's like, I gotta get up there by chapter 1,000. I mean, episode 1015. <laughs> Which, for reference... Animating, maybe not only chapter a thousand. Let me check. I feel like with how much they showed off on that, that could be one where they just did a single chapter. Yes, yeah, so it's adapting like chapter a thousand pages five through nineteen. Because I know that's like chapter a thousand has the same big ending moment that that episode does. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit when we get there. But yeah, just a little bit, you know, too behind to do it for episode a thousand. Oh, so before this episode ends. Uh, Luffy, Sanji, Jinbei are running to the roof, but Sanji hears a woman in need. <laughs> he is woman. He, he has senses from when a woman is being disrespected, so he yeah, can go he, defend he her. And he does, and it works out great for him. <laughs> Always, every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. It's never failed him before. Uh, ten eleven. Sanji runs off. Jinbei's like, "Oh, he must have sensed a strong enemy." I love how these straw hats work. <laughs> They're always yeah. doing, doing their own thing, but it's what they need to do. And Luffy's like, damn, his, his observation must be better than mine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so Sanji finds a woman being harassed, and he immediately falls in a trap. Yeah, who would have thought that it was a trap? A literal spider web uh, made by Black Maria, who's playing a song to seduce him, and it basically works. He's like, I guess it's worth dying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, if I if I found out there was like a twelve foot woman, I'd I'd jump into that spider web. Yeah. Uh, Bell Huang reports where Luffy is. So this is where Poker and the Gorilla Girl are waiting for him. Based on that report, they just go a different way. They're like, "Where is everybody?" And he like the samurai 
that he rescued at Udon, like, made him a secret path. He's like, there's a ladder that just, like, skips a couple floors. This is what you get for beating all of the four bosses on Zelda. We're taking away half of Ganon's <laughs> Yeah, so he's going up that way. Chopper's going to save everybody. Queen is trying to shoot some more people, but Zoran just knocks it out of his hand with one of his, like, you know, long-distance sword blasts. Well, he's at then, full health, so he can sh- he can shoot the sword beam. Yes, he's got he's got the fierce uh, deity mask. <laughs> um, everything starts to shake, and everyone's like, "Jesus, Zoro, do you have Conqueror's hockey? What the fuck?" <laughs> um, and he's like, "I don't think it's me." Um, we'll learn at the end of this episode, I think. Yeah, in this episode, what that shaking was, but like, Lost Submarine suddenly can't reach the shore and is pushed away. Yamato is outside, running away with you know Momo and Shinobu. They'll see what it is in a minute. This is where Zoro talks to Robin. It's like, I got to get to the roof. If only I could fly. If only someone here could fly. <laughs> and then Marco walks in. He doesn't fly. He does fly in, actually. Um, and he says, boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Yamato reaches a port. I guess he was planning on just leaving Onigashima to protect Momo. But there is no more way to do that because there is no more sea because Onigashima is flying in the sky. Kaido has made a bunch of purple clouds that has lifted Onigashima out of the water and he is carrying it spoiler to drop it on uh, the <laughs> capital, the flower capital rip to the Paramecia discord <laughs> is that the name of their discord? yeah it's called the Paramecia flower capital hell yeah so that's you know we'll, we'll learn exactly where he's putting it in a little bit and he's like the Kazuki clan is finished it seems like all of the Akazai are, are pretty much beat. What do you, I mean there's not really I guess much to say about <laughs> him lifting up Onigashima. I do want to draw attention that you just think about how much exertion that must take the whole time he's for the, for the next 60 episodes <laughs> while he's fighting everybody. Do you, do you have thoughts? Like, I feel like, oh, do you expect this? Is like a nothing question, but... Once it started lifting, I was like, oh, he can probably do the same thing that Momonosuke can, because it's getting more the and more clouds. clear that, that Momonosuke and Kaido have basically the same exact fruit somehow. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you say somehow, but you do know where Momonosuke's fruit came from. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, it's only a matter of uh, if, if you're drawing the shortest line between them or not. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it adds a timer, but they're not like, okay, it's going to happen in one hour. <laughs> Yeah, thank God. Can you imagine 60 episodes or whatever? Um, no, you're right. It does have that sort of birdcage stakes without the inherent terrible problems yeah. of the birdcage. Yeah. If, I think the birdcage would be better if he just didn't say that it would close in an hour. Yeah, if it, we just knew it was closing in on stuff and we did not have a timer. Yeah, because you get like it completely crushes your sense of how big Dressrosa is, which you already don't really have one. Yeah. You don't really need to know how big Gaishima is. You know that he's lifting it up. It's going to destroy the capital. You know, you don't really need to know how big the roof is or how many hallways there are. You just kind of know what's going on at any given point based on, I don't know, mise-en-san. <laughs> I just, you know, every now and then I'm like, how the fuck is Kaido just doing this and fighting everybody? And that's the thing where I'm like, when, when if Luffy beats him, I'm like, does it count? <laughs> if the whole time he's spending his energy doing this how much energy does it take out of him i don't know it can't be none <laughs> it doesn't seem like doing it puts one arm behind his back no <laughs> he's he's still doing okay for the for the next six steps but we'll go on to 10 12 
Chopper's like, hey, the fire will help you. And Marco's like, I got an idea. And just like immediately burns Chopper alive. <laughs> yeah, oh, rest in peace, Chopper. Yeah, rip little buddy. Luffy once said, you know, they'd have meat if they needed it, but didn't think it would come to this. No, he's fine. It's just kind of nice and warm, but he's panicking at first. Like Zoro and Brook go to attack Marco, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, Zoro, not Zoro. Chopper realizes that it's good. The mink nurses conveniently show back up right now, wherever they were. Chopper's like, all right, let's get to work um, with this antibody on a cure. Marco gives everyone a little bit of fire to protect them and delay all of the effects. And it's interesting here that what he does is put like a little bit of patch of like burning fire on like their back, like centered on their back. I can't think of any reason why it would intentionally mirror the fire that appears on King's back. Not really a spoiler because it doesn't fucking mean anything to you that King can do that. King has always had like fire behind him and stuff. Yeah, so you've seen it. They've never really drawn attention to it, but he does that. I I wonder if that has some kind of like that's one of those like cultural cultural things. Maybe somebody can tell us or let us know. I you know (laughs) King. uh, We'll talk about King's fucking deal in July when Minority Hunter deals with him. But for now, it's like I don't know if there's a reason that. Marco's flame that Marco doing this is like an intentional parallel to that or like happens to be in the same spot I don't know but like I clocked it this like rewatching this and I was like does that mean anything no I can't think of anything it would mean maybe I'm dumb maybe I'm stupid but uh, let us know in the discord if I'm dumb and stupid um, unrelated to, to the fire thing <laughs> but yes I wanted to, to talk about that I'd honestly forgotten if they'd drawn any attention to the fire thing with King, but so you, you do know what I'm talking about, which helps. Uh, Queen mad. Queen's mad about this, um, that they have a solution to this, that they're going to cure it. He's like, this isn't fun. This isn't the game I wanted. I like it when I win. Yeah. <laughs> the samurai are going to protect Chopper. Marco is going to take Zoro to the roof. Uh, Apu is like, I'm still here. And then Drake, like, eats him. <laughs> Drake turns into a dinosaur and eats him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a cheer from me. Nice. <laughs> I'm like hooting and hollering to like the whole 1015 for what it's <laughs> worth. Apu, I sure hope you never come back. Uh, Luffy and Jinbei enter a room with a bunch of animals. I would assume they're still gifters. You don't really get a good look at many of them, but Jinbei stays behind to fight them. And you quickly see that who is who is leading them. And you do in the next episode, get a glimpse at his uh, real ass zone fruit. You see more of Frankie fighting. Sasaki, he turns into a big triceratops, and Frankie's like, you, you know, you may be armored, but nothing can stop the power of Wapo metal, <laughs> which I regularly forget that the general Frankie is made out of Wapo metal. And then I wonder, <laughs> does he know that they fought Wapo? Like, he probably puts so much stock in this guy. <laughs> does he know? I mean... It's also maybe especially funny that they put him in the chopper recap. <laughs> it's it gotta be like Chopper or Nami or Usopp had to have told Frankie about it, right? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I I feel like Luffy's not gonna say shit about anything he's ever done to anyone. No, no, no. <laughs> I I do wonder if like Frankie's bragging about Wapo Metal and Usopp's like that guy sucks ass. It's kind of problematic that you support this guy. <laughs> uh, um, I, uh, Frankie gets canceled. 
is the new TV special. Ulti and Pepe beat the baboon. Rip baboon. Komachio's running outside, and Yamato has taken Momono's Genshinobu to a safe hiding spot. I don't know, like a weird attic room. I think maybe it's a shed. Actually, I think it's a shed outside. If memory serves, there's a damaged statue in here of Dragon Kaido with its face fucked up. And Yamato was like, yeah, this has been here since Ace visited. So we're going to get some more Ace flashback. 10 to 13. Sanji has met his horny match. That's my only note for this, but uh, <laughs> the Black Black Maria is, is, is something. She, she really ramps up that seduction song. And Sanji, like, even Sanji's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> Um, Luffy's now alone fighting his way to the roof. Uh, who is who talks to Jinbei? This is an interesting scene because he's talking about, I'm thinking about this again and a lot of things and with who's who just suddenly made a lot more sense to me because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> he calls uh, Jinbei a warlord and I like this response from Jinbei, which is like, I don't like that title. I much prefer the much, I, I think calling me the straw hats helmsman is a much more honorable <laughs> title. Uh, very cool. Love you, Jinbei. And who's just like, yeah, well, you know, it makes more sense to think of you as the warlord because maybe once upon a time that made us allies. And what? What does that mean? Jinbei's like, you're wearing a mask. I don't recognize you. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm not taking it off. So <laughs> nice try, buddy. <laughs> do you have a uh, who's who speculation? Who do you think who's who who'd? <laughs> it's <laughs> here's the thing. Guess who's who? <laughs> he, on first, on first. <laughs> That's a. Uh, it's got to be someone who's like just was a part of a big crew that that would that would have. But mm. so you think you think he was in a another warlord crew or something? Yeah, that would make the most sense to me. Okay, because I cannot see it being someone we've we've uh, seen before, and that's not ju- not only because I. I, w- I wanted to see something with who's who and then moused over his like a link on a page and saw that the name was still who's who. <laughs> that does help you narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not really that kind of thing. I think we've seen too much of him. I think yeah. it would be obvious if he uh, if he took off the mask and you knew who he was. Yeah. Also, he has like a weird tattoo on his chest, doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah, no, I was just curious if you had any sort of... Uh inkling about that of someone who might be aligned with a warlord and Jinbei's like who the fuck are you and now he's up here like really high up in Kaido's crew wears a mask doesn't want to take off a mask it is it could be some he could also he could also be a double agent like Drake but did not know that Drake was also a double agent god that'd be so funny double, <laughs> and, and when he found out he's like well I gotta fucking get rid of this guy he'll blow my cover yeah it uh, happens halfway through Point Break. They fuck up a guy, and they're like, yeah, I've been doing a sting on this for, like, three months. No inner communication in these branches. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's, I think that's really it for that scene we see for now, but we'll, we'll see more of it eventually. You, you do see them fighting in the opening. Uh, Yamato thinks back to Ace, who came here once upon a time to kill Kaido, and I wasn't sure about this in a previous episode. He came here as a spade pirate. He was not in Whitebeard's crew yet. You see his flag, you see the, the people with him, you see Masked Deuce. Yeah. Who we all remember. <laughs> One that, when my girlfriend saw him, she was like, he's creepy, I don't like him. Yeah. 
He must, I think, based on some of these other flashbacks, that he's a spade pirate when he's. I think he only comes here once, and that's when he sees uh, Otama as well. Because we also get a flashback in this section of him asking to go back, and Whitebeard's like, no, I'm not letting you go back there. Talk about that later. But, anyways, so Ace is here and comes to fight Kaido and fights Yamato, and Yamato's like, Kaido isn't here, but Ace's crew saves some prisoner people, and Yamato's like, I don't like that kidnapping shit, so you can take them and save them. I don't, I don't really care about you. Then they fight some more outside later. Yamato just has, like, aggression to di- direct, get out, ace. I think just wants to fight someone strong. Pretty quickly, they just start talking instead because Yamato's like, well, I want to go to the sea, but I can't because of my dad. And ace is like, you, you can't let your dad be an issue for you. You gotta <laughs> go to the sea anyway. He thinks about shit talking roger and he's like who cares who your dad is <laughs> go to see and yamato's like looking at their wrists and they're like well <laughs> they want to be their own person and and ace is like look deep down you know who you want to be and just do it and then yamato smashes the kaido statue ace hits it as well burns it up and then we kind of cut ahead to them drinking together and talking about various people ace talks about his brother's Yamato's like, hey, what other pirates are out there? And he's like, well, this is Cabin something. This is Cabbage guy. (laughs) People seem to like him. Also talks about Kid, Beige, and Law. But then it's like, well, doesn't matter, Uncle Ben. Luffy's better than both of them. (laughs) Uh, And that's basically the whole flashback for now. You get more of it in 1015. And what else happens? And stuff. Uh, Momo and Shinobu are suddenly scared because they're like, wait, you're Kaido's son? What the fuck? Otama also talks about Ace to Nami. It's like, yeah, it's really sad. Like, Luffy was so mean and told me that he died with, like, no care and consideration. And Nami's like, well, Luffy has it worse. He was there. <laughs> and they're brothers. <laughs> and all of this is sort of tied together with around, like, Luffy and Ace because Yamato tells Momonosuke that, like, he was waiting for Luffy. He's like, I told me about Luffy. I was waiting here for him to go to, to see with him. 1014. Chopper's hard at work. He's doctoring. He's Chopper's doctoring, you might say. <laughs> Queen is telling everyone to attack Marco, and they're like, but he's helping us. And, uh, Marco's holding everybody back, um, and then fly Zoro up to the roof. We get Marco sort of having an ace flashback as well. Ace is asking Kaido... I have some promises to keep and want to let me go back there. They're like, hey, you may not know just how significantly you're filling the second division commander spot when we lost Odin. <laughs> like, we all want to avenge Wano and go back there, or avenge Odin and go back there to Wano, but like, no, we're not doing it right now. You can't go alone either. You know, Wiper's like, sorry, but you're not Odin. Teach, who is there and was around for Odin, uh, just kind of assumes that Ace wants the, the, the cred, the representation of taking down a uh, uh, emperor. He's like, what other reason is there to do it? <laughs> and of course, Ace is like, friendship. <laughs> I have friendship. There's a really cool guy there. Yeah. My, my long distance boyfriend, he's in another country. <laughs> oh, yeah. You wouldn't know him. The country's closed off from the rest of the world. <laughs> they don't have internet. <laughs> we used to drink a lot, and he, he would tell me about this really cool guy named Odin, and, and I would tell him about my awesome brother. <laughs> uh, basically. Anyways, uh, after the eye catch, this has been Otama learns that uh, Ace is Luffy's brother, and she's like, oh, I, I, I was mean to him. <laughs> 
and Usopp's like, yeah, I'm not really surprised. He can be like that, though. And uh, he, he's like an alabaster. He was like, yeah, people die. You, sometimes you gotta be, like, coolly. And then he says that someone told him, which has to be Jinbei, about all the crying he did when Ace died. <laughs> which I, I can imagine, too, Jinbei gathering everybody around and being like, no, he, he, he cried. He, he might not show it. He might not, <laughs> he might not show this side of him. Just the other thing is when he broke down in Sabo, well, you know what he saw it, because they were gone. <laughs> but anyways, I like that little character moment from Usopp. As much as all of these episodes are just more and more shit happening action-wise, a lot of really great exchanges like that that I think are significant. Uh, Momonosuke learns about Ace. Yamato talks about the Will of D. Big Mom's on the roof. Going to Kaido. King and Queen try to intercept Marco. And this is when Queen's Neck do that. Why it do that? <laughs> What are your thoughts? I don't know. He's part robot. <laughs> okay. That's something I can think of. There's probably some weird justification with this devil fruit that he can do that. <laughs> but it's fucked up. Or maybe he robot. You never know. I mean, he does like to make, like, viruses and stuff. He can probably robotify himself. Um, but yeah, no, his, his neck sort of extends in a weird way. It, like, breaks up into different segments and uh, moves around with, like, a looks like metal connecting it. But uh, so he does a little bit of that. When he's trying to intercept Marco and it, I mean, it doesn't work, but I don't think we've seen that yet. <laughs> Big Mom rolls up and all the KO'd samurai are there. Kaido's just sitting on a rock. She says, don't kill Nico, Robin, whatever you do. <laughs> and Kaido's like, oh, did your third eye kid not learn how to read Poneglyphs yet? And she's like, nah, she hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> and then she asks about the Poneglyph and he's like, oh, so that's what you want. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like I, you know, I, I thought you'd at least wait till the fight was over to show <laughs> you what you your want hand early. Cut away for a second because Luffy reaches like the final stairs, the fucking Mario stairs, <laughs> and the Binks are like holding it down for him. Shishilian cries <laughs> when he's crossing it. I don't know if he knows about what happened upstairs or not. If he's just like happy that Luffy made it. But anyways, Kaido says that he's gonna drop the island in the capital. It'll make a great new capital. She's like, that's a lot of people it's going to kill. And he's like, well, I'll replace slaves easy enough. And yeah, so he's mad about the road planning of question. And she says, look, you owe me one. I still think of you as a little brother. Fucking divorce shippers <laughs> in ruins. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I love this detail. She's like, look, back in the rocks days, I gave you your devil fruit. I gave you your a mythical fish fruit. <laughs> and I love that. It's interesting because it is just like a mythical devil fruit of like a specific dragon or whatever like because the siryu i think is like a yeah the azor dragon yeah but like the, the fact that it is a fish fish type just immediately makes me think of the carp in the waterfall thing mm. which we talked about a million years ago when we started one yeah um, also i think that his face kind of looks like a carp <laughs> with the big long droopy mustache <laughs> but anyways i love that it's fish it's such a dumb little detail for me 1015. <laughs> so, last episode we're going to talk about maybe the best episode of the show so far, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I might like it more than anything that's been aired since. I just say so far because, one, we're waiting on a big episode and there's five years of the show left. But I fucking love this shit. You know he's cooking if there's no recap. <laughs> as soon as the opening ends, you get the title card. But it starts with the Yamato Ace flashback. Ace fell asleep. Love reminders that he's narcoleptic. In the present, Yamato is giving Momonosuke that the Odin's journal. And it's like, here you go. Dad wrote this, wrote about Roger and shit. And Yamato remembers Ace accidentally 
telling him Luffy's ultimate dream. Probably dings your head in a certain way where you're like, wait, what is it? What does Luffy have a dream? I feel like I know that. <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> we see some just unbelievably gorgeous flashback, like expressionistic flashbacks yeah. of like Yamato <laughs> watching various flashbacks happen at the same time because they see Kid, Isabo, Luffy talking about their dreams and Luffy saying their dream at the exact same time as Roger saying <laughs> their dream to their crew. I mean, you know, immediately telling you that they're the same dream of course why wouldn't they be but you don't hear what the dream is and then the reverse shot of that is like odin listening to roger and uh luffy's siblings sign of unanimously being like well that's like a kid's dream that's that's laughable you know blah 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 <laughs> and yamato being like i've heard that dream before in this book that i read a great the, yamato tells ace a great man also had that dream, which is funny because it's, you know, kind of important that Yamato probably doesn't say Gold Roger to Ace. In the present, they also tell Momo about it. I don't know if they tell Momo the dream. I don't know if other people here know it after this or not. May or may not be significant. But Yamato was like, well, like, I got to be like Odin. I got to stay with them. Back in the flashback, Ace is leaving. Yamato makes the Viva card, keeps a piece of it. We also tragically have to watch them watch it burn and uh, disappear during the Paramount War, which makes them want to be more free than ever. And they remember the stuff that Roger and Odin talked about in the book. And it's like, you know, 20 years from now, that new generation, if, if Odin can't be Kaido, this new generation will be able to do it. And you know, Yamato has been waiting for Luffy since then, which is to say, I guess, two years <laughs> since Ace died. That dialogue is sort of cut between the the top five worst generation people here reaching the roof. The roof piece is real. We see them getting there for real after the eye catch. Uh, yeah, Kaido and Big Mom are waiting. You know, Kid and Killer just get there first. La poofs in with the room power. And then <laughs> Zoro is just flying in. And La saves him the trouble of falling. Um, and he's like, <laughs> there's a line where uh, Killer's like, why are you all so loose? What's up with that? <laughs> And Zoro's like <laughs> blushing about it. Yeah, like the loosest one isn't even here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. La says that, and then Luffy's still uh, a little coming coming up the stairs. Um, but he gets here last, as you kind of hear those Odin words again about this next generation. And Luffy walks right up in front, and I was like, "We're here." And then he he walks toward them, and they're like, you you think he's gonna say his big thing? <laughs> You're like, "Oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna fucking put his foot down." <laughs> but no. Just walks past him, walks in between Kaido and Big Mom, <laughs> stands over uh, the Akazai samurai, and we get like this flashback of like them happily asking for help and standing there, and then the match cut between that and their corpses. <laughs> Incredibly good. It's so I tweeted the two pictures because I was just like I was just, like I wanted to have this reference here to point to it later too, but like there's stuff in this episode that I just genuinely think is like better directed and animated than like i don't want to say any one piece movie because i love the hosoda one but like most of them almost all of them <laughs> like I, I said this two hours ago when we started recording but like let the people on this episode do whatever they want uh directed by oh yeah i do definitely recognize this name uh megumi ishitani uh this is her most recent episode that's interesting i wonder what got a movie coming up <laughs> maybe yeah I know I've seen that name a bunch when people post the sicko clips on Twitter. 
love that match cut with the with the samurai. Yes. You know, bleeding out Kinemon and is like asking Luffy, like, can you carry the weight of Wano on your back? We had the big dramatic scene where Luffy was like, why can't an outsider save you or help you? Which you will be reminded of here in a minute in like a sick ass montage. But being directly asked here right now, like, look, this is as far as we got. Can you take us home? <laughs> as if they're close to the end, which they're not. But the just like the fact that Luffy's answer isn't like, yeah, I believe in no dictators. He's like, I will because this is my friend's country. And I don't even know who he's talking about. It could be anybody. <laughs> he's made so many friends. Uh, but Luffy, like, then immediately, like, tells Law to move them downstairs. He does. Um, Kaido attacks Luffy and misses because Luffy he doesn't go into, like, year four. He, like, seems to focus his Rio hockey. And you get that, like, voiceover of Hiogoro explaining it. And then you just get this, like, rolling montage, not of old footage, all new, like, like vignettes of moments flashing by from, like, Odin Castle burning all the way up to now. Like, all of these vignettes of, of suffering, <laughs> of, like, bad shit happening, leading to essentially this punch of, of Luffy finally getting up here and landing a serious good punch on, on Kaido. Yeah! And he does. He fucking knocks Kaido on the ground. It's a new move, also. Uh, Gum Gum Red Rock, which is an, a, a new move, has this, like, nice new animation as well. The rings of fire coming out from it. For whatever reason, it also, like, freezes the ground when it happens. <laughs> Don't know what's up with that. And then uh, We Are starts playing. Yeah! It, it mixes between We Are and We, we Go. It's sick. Oh, okay, so it's like a more <laughs> updated hype track, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but he does the big punch, fucking knocks Kaido on the ground. Everyone's like, God damn, he did it. Maybe he's going to do it. It's so hot, the ground freezes. He lands and he's like, my name's Luffy and I'm going to be King of the Pirates. And fucking to be continued. He is. He's going to be. Do he's going to do, do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I've never been more sure. <laughs> I, you know, obviously it's so great that he says the thing, but like, I love that that's the move to be like, that's the dramatic cliffhanger in chapter a thousand. As I'm saying, that it's going to be King of the Pirates. And like the, the episode, the episode just being titled Luffy's going to be King of the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. It's great. In case you didn't know, Joe Hat Luffy, the man who will become Pirate King. Yeah. 10, 10, 15. Nice, nice, really great section here. I love, we're, we're, we got quite a bit of stuff here now that we're on the roof and roof piece. And then uh, I wouldn't say a long road to bring it home, but a very compressed road that we're going to take in the rest of this month to July, especially because we're running a week behind in June and we are not going to run a week behind in July. We're just <laughs> going to have like two weeks back to back where we cover like 18 episodes a piece. It's going to be... <laughs> A lot, but we're doing it for you, and it's also going to be worth it when we're caught up. You know, I, I like genuinely, I'm like, the worst case scenario is that we're wrong and it happens later, and we have like one weekly episode where like nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will take that. If not, then we'll be off by like a week and we'll cover it at the end of our second July episode. But, anyways, I did post our updated schedule in the patron chat. 
in our discord i could maybe cross post it to patreon for real but i just dropped it after sending it to jory this episode was a lot of fun i love it when i get to yell and i have things to yell about (laughs) and one piece is fucking hype as shit especially right now there are people that think you know that don't love wano i think there's a lot going on (laughs) some people don't like the uh the everyone having big auras around them when they fight stuff that wano does as well we have lots to discuss in the next two months this is this is the summer of 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 uh of we are um and if you like us you want to support us on our dramatic sprint to the finish line not even the finish line to the to the pack (laughs) to catching up with the pack yeah then you can help us in one way by supporting us on patreon um where we're going to be phoning it in in june and july uh because of how much we're doing in the main feed also that's not entirely true we're just probably going to lean towards easier things like commentary or relaxed things rather than stacking on like okay let's watch five filler episodes and then do an episode on it but yeah we're gonna you know we always have a monthly bonus episode you get these episodes early uh, a couple days early haven't quite decided how we're gonna deal with early episodes when we go weekly i'm thinking maybe it, it really depends on when we work out recording but chances are it's probably going to be like just a 24-hour lead way where like maybe I get it up Sunday night to patrons and then Monday for everyone else. That's going to be a thing we we fucking figure out when we get there, but for, we'll figure it something out. I don't, that's the thing is like once we're doing it more timely, I don't want to delay it too much in the public feed. It matters a little less right now, uh, but you know, the people that are sticking with us and listening to us seem to be nice and cool as well. So I think you'll be understanding as we once again refigure out our format a little bit and yeah so that's that's all been a long plug for the patreon we, we also read the names of the patrons in the episodes uh, so everything's at the dollar tier we'll do the names and do another plug here in a little bit but for now jory <laughs> yeah where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me on twitter at at no i'm jory that's that's the best place anywhere where nor i'm jo- no i'm jories are found that's where you can find me if the, nothing pops up when there's no no i'm jory then i'm not there and you probably shouldn't follow me that there because uh there's nothing there to follow yeah even if it looks like jory <laughs> if or if it's someone who thinks they're jory then it's definitely bad but <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't have a whole lot going on but you know maybe that'll change i hope that'll change <laughs> Yeah, well, now you get to post uh, other people's dogs. That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's really the reason to uh, follow me, is that you see dog... Dog tent? Is that a... <laughs> and he rain sat my lap through most of this episode, but getting towards the end, I was like, I need my legs to be weird <laughs> yeah. to get down. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, where can we find you online? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I do have a Twitter, which is Ghost of Joe, goats spelled Ghost of Jail. You know, I, I I think it's gonna be pretty quiet through the summer. I I did talk about the documentary I'd made about the musician called uh, Half Serious, Half Kidding. Maybe in the fall there will be more opportunities to see it. If you buy, there it wasn't an online festival, and if by any chance um you listening to this podcast. Uh, checked it out because of that because of the podcaster something thanks it did win an audience award at that festival for for best feature it is hell offici- yeah officially award winning for whatever stock you take in uh this this little zero budget uh <laughs> online fest but it's very cool a nice start 
Um, hopefully, I say I say start manifesting that it'll uh, play at some more festivals. But if they do, it won't be for the fall. So I, I really have nothing to plug for for a while, <laughs> unless um, you listening to this work in the press and you want to talk to me. In which case, uh, then I'll have something to talk about. Um, other than that, you know, that's it. I'm watching a shit ton of One Piece. That's that's what I'm doing this <laughs> summer. I am learning French. But that's it. If you also if you skip the plugs or something, it's the first time you're you're learning that I made a film or whatever, you can uh find that out at my Twitter still as well. There's a trailer, there's a website, lots to to dig into there if you want to. Twitter for the podcast is we are watching OP. Um did tweet a couple things out today from uh, I think just 1015. I don't know if I tweeted anything from the other episodes. Oh no, I did cuz I did uh, I tweeted Yamato pogging at the robot and trying to you know be on there retweet a couple more things especially special you know people posting more art and pride month or whatever but let you you know we retweet art um i did post the samurai match cut that i was talking about which is sick as hell and yeah you know we post about new episodes and patreon stuff as well uh we also have a discord you can find a link to that in the show notes or in our twitter bio um come chat about the show the anime the manga the card game other unassorted like it's just assorted shit um a nice little community in there of uh not super big feel free to join there as a patreon room i guess it's just that that in the patreon which is uh yeah again these episodes are really monthly bonus episodes dollar a month we're also going to say all your names i'm going to say your name live right now happy pride month gamers Thank you to our patrons for the month of June. AZ Couple, Adam B, Anton, Becca, Brittany, Cappy, Captain Milk, Chad, Connor, Damien, David, Deus Equus, Eric V, Fig, Forrest, Fooney, Gage, Heidi, Jay Hargens, Jacob, James, Joe, Josh, Kat D, Ken, Kyle, Lena, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Martha, Mick Foley, 299, Milo, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Peter, Phoenix Ryu, Rashawn, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Screed, Snowy Scales, Spandan, Spellpunk, Steven, Taniel, The Cat Fangs, The Real Jory or so it says, Tony, Trey, Van, Fadeke, Vertigree, and Ya Boy. Thanks. Just like that, I did it. Wow. Impressive. Patting myself on the back right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, the hope if you missed our longer episodes, good luck, or rather, uh, congrats. <laughs> um, if you didn't like our longer episodes, good luck. Uh, <laughs> I I am a meticulous editor, so these uh, our two hour recordings usually come down to like ninety five, a hundred minute episodes. My uh recorder is about to hit two and a half hours, so I don't know what this one's gonna be, but this might be the norm. Until July, or until the end of July, when we're caught yeah. up. <laughs> After that, uh, 30, 45 is probably going to be pushing it. Um, <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find a way. <laughs> we're going to start talking about bullshit every week. <laughs> um, but it's going to be great. Let me start listening to Paramecia to get ideas. Look, I keep joking about taking improv classes. and <laughs> Well... You know, you're white enough. Yeah. Here's here's the the like I got I joked about that once, and then my girlfriend hit me with (laughs) with the with the with the most. uh, I should have said that. And then my girlfriend hit me. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's the end of the thought. She was like, 
you probably wouldn't be the only person there who doesn't have a job and their girlfriend's paying for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and is doing it to make a podcast better. I, I was because like I was like, oh, fuck. like I, I thought I said as jokes like oh, that probably would make me better at like podcasting a little bit, huh? I can't. I cannot sit through an you improv could, class. I would end it all. I yeah, no. Do that. I'm. I, I am. Makes, I, it's like visibly. Like I see improv. It's like I can't do it. I have to. I have to leave the room. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about bullshit. Um. You could probably. I was gonna say you could probably just tour into masterclass. <laughs> masterclass on how to tell a joke, hosted by David Lynch. Uh, I think I do have some comedy masterclasses downloaded. <laughs> I I believe it. <laughs> Just because I know you have, like, a ton of shit. <laughs> More yeah. than you'll ever want. I have Judd Apatow teaches comedy. Probably not the best, but... <laughs> eh, it depends on maybe when he recorded it. <laughs> There's also a Steve Martin one, which is probably better. Yeah. Half of it's actually just how to play the banjo. <laughs> um, That's it. You will, you'll have to check in next time to see if any of those master classes worked for Jory. <laughs> As always, we're going to end it with Jory's big brain predictions for next time. Um, I guess there's a lot of directions you could go with this because, I don't know. I feel like I've probed you with more questions this episode than usual, so uh, maybe you can strike something I didn't. I don't know. I'm going to let you off the leash. What's <laughs> happening next time? Um, in the next episode, we, we think it looks like all five of the, of the um, or I guess six of them, no, there's five. I was miscounting. Uh, of the, the these worst generation guys. I know Zoro's tits are huge, but it's one person. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to take on Big Mom and Kaido. But unfortunately, <coughs> a, a big rip in the sky happens and come flying down is, is Blackbeard. <coughs> and he's he's flying in on a spaceship <laughs> from Enel. And Enel flew down from from the moon. And Blackbeard, Blackbeard got his, got him to join the crew. So it's gonna be like a, a three-way battle uh, between the alliance of uh, Big Mom and Kaido, uh, Blackbeard and Enel, and then the Worst Generation. And I don't know if if the world will be the same after this fight. I'm really scared. That's that's like thing that people are like saying that is gonna happen next, right? That, that's the thing uh, yeah. that's the redacted thing that i don't know about yet mm -hmm. and it happens next uh, yes <laughs> there was a genuine moment where people were like is anel about to show up <laughs> <laughs> um i god what an exciting week that was but uh, he's gotta come back i every day you're also it's like i don't know anel i anel's supposed to be in the dlc for uh odyssey which I've like I would have thought I almost beat, but I just realized I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> where is he? Um, I gotta go back to playing that, but I'm busy. Anyways, all that's definitely true. Anel and Blackbeard are gonna show up, and uh, what's the name of the spaceship? Quick. Um, I have my brain immediately wanted to go to Monkey Butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty deep cut. <laughs> It only happens if uh, if Luffy wins a race against uh, yeah. Anel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and on that note, and we'll, we'll see all of that for real next time. Um, to be, to be. continued. continued.